Yeah. 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 Booming out in Sopranel like Lou Will. Six men like Lou Will. Two girls and they get along like on, like on Lou Will. I just got the new deal. I am in the Matrix and I just took the blue pill. No whole shit, no fucking whole shit. Say that for your shit. I don't need no fucking body. I run my own shit. I told you, thought I told you. You didn't listen. Fieri, I'm in the kitchen. I'm a magician. I'm on it. I'm like MacGyver. I'm Michael Myers. I kill careers and cut the lights off. The shit is frightening. I knew it would end up like this. I'm fucking psychic. Young, but I'm making millions to work the night shift. Welcome to the Six Man Podcast. I'm here with my man's Malik and Justin. Uh, y'all, if y'all can introduce yourselves right quick. What's good? Follow me at Justin Presley. Everything Justin Presley. Check out the YouTube channel. What's good? Follow me. Malik Juice Shelby. On the ground. Let's rock. Okay. So um, what we're going to be doing today is talking about basketball. We have a set of a uh, few topics. Uh, the main topic of our episode today is going to be uh, what's next for Damian, Damian Lillard and his situation. Um, so let's go start off with this, okay? We're going to have 12 minutes for each topic. We're going to split it up into however we want to do it. If we end early, we're going to end early. It's whatever. We're going to hop to the next topic. It doesn't matter that much. So first topic of the day is um, what are your guys' award contenders for this year so far in the season? So we're going to go with MVP, six man of the year. Um, we can fuck around and do uh, comeback player of the year too. That's not a real award, but we can do that also. Um, we can do yeah, coach yeah. of the year. Um, am I missing any defensive player of the year? And I think it's all of them, right? That should be all of them. Okay. Rookie so, of the year. You said what? You oh, rookie of the year too. Rookie of the year, right? Yeah, rookie of the year. Yeah, rookie, oh, yeah. rookie of the year also. Yeah, that's move. All right, let's first go with MVP. Um, my MVP candidate, I have to say, is going to be Katie Kevin Durant. Um, that's just that's just my number one right now. I said my number one probably KD Jokic. Jokic is going crazy. Jokic is like OD. Okay. Jokic is OD. He's actually he's nasty. OD. He's nasty. No, he's OD. He's going real OD. Sound. So yeah, Jokic, KD. Giannis is coming. You know, Giannis definitely coming. And Beebe, you know, been doing. The low key been going crazy the past couple of weeks too. Mm-hmm. You know, what about you, Justin? KD for sure. Um, no, I'd say KD. I think he deserves it the most. Um, other people might say Curry. But I think his team's well, uh, just set up better. I mean, obviously, you know, KD got Harden and Kyrie, but Kyrie just coming back. But yeah, KD uh, just puts up the most points consistently. We know what we get out of KD. Curry sometimes be inconsistent with his shots, at least lately. Lately, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I have to say, it's just the media is mostly on Curry's side. They want him to win it a lot. But I wouldn't, honestly, I don't think it is him. Because, like, you're not really seeing that many times from MVPs where they can have a 3-for-19 night or just, like, have, like, seven points or something like that and still win a game. Like, that's not really showing me, like, oh, he's be- he's having, like, a... Like, a, like he's obviously having an outstanding career, but I feel like they're going more off narratives more than anything, honestly. Because, um, if anything, Kevin Durant wasn't getting as much shine this year. Like, I've seen him, he's averaging, like, 29 at one point. I think he might still be averaging 29. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the numbers like that. But he's averaging 29. And like he wasn't in the media at all. It was just Curry, Curry, Curry on every on every t- single Bleacher Report overtime. Everything was just Curry, Curry, Curry. I was just I don't know. I just don't think that's that was right to do. And um, I don't even have it in my top three for MVP race. Honestly, I have I have uh, KD, Giannis, and then I have um, Jokic actually at three. 
only because Jokic isn't winning as much. But I feel like that could actually change if, when Jamal Murray comes back. If he does, that whole dynamic just yeah, changes no, for them. So it's gonna be scary hours when bro comes real, back. Real oh, scary. Donovan, Donovan could damn near sneak in too. Who? Don't sleep, Donovan. Yeah, Donovan. Mitchell. Yeah, facts. Donovan also. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell definitely can sneak in. Uh, I don't have him. I don't have Donovan over. Um, I don't have Donovan over Curry, but Donovan's a real sleeper pick for the MVP too. He could actually be top five in that. Yeah, if, he, if he can get a scoring up to like twenty seven, and they can get to pause, pause, pause. What? So we say in all these names, but even though their record's bad, we still gotta give this dude credit. And you know where I'm going with it. Oh, LeBron, most definitely. LeBron, most LeBron. definitely. Yeah, but, but he's been playing well. They may not have a good record, but he's been playing. Then I'm well. gonna say Trey Young. We're doing that. Okay, now you're doing that. You're just eating, bro. Nah, Trey Young's been going crazy too, though. At least you got a Westbrook. Let us get a Westbrook. Take him. Take him. Take 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 Westbrook. Take him. Take him him and see what he does to your team. Take him. And the AD. We'll love AD. Nah, you know AD. AD works better than all Trey Young's teammates. AD been injured. I mean, yeah, respectfully. Respectfully, and like he's injured, and he's still averaging twenty four and ten. If that's the that's the right thing, that's the crazy thing. Like that's a bad year for him too. So I imagine if he's yeah. at full health, full strength, he could really be doing real damage this year. But twenty eight um, and twelve, twenty eight and ten, easy, easy, twenty eight and ten, twelve. Fuck Walking around, twenty eight twelve, defensive player of the year, and two and Damian two blocks. Yeah, that's that's actually super. That's nasty. I don't know. Yeah, he not he not better than Giannis though. That's not a combo no more. Yeah, not anymore. I I used to think that combo was was like was somewhat like. Yeah, neck and neck. Nah, it's not even a conversation anymore. I can't. Uh, it used to be, but now it's not. It's not yet. Not yeah, anymore. Sure. I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, then What's next? Um, I'm six man of the year. Who do you guys think is your pick for six man of the year? Uh, I got. I say Jordan Poole's not really off the bench, so I gotta give it to Hero right now. Hero? But I think Poole will end up getting it because okay. Poole, you know, will be off the bench with Clay. Like if, if they can count Paul as a six man, it's Paul's award. He's the most dynamic player off the bench. He will be if he comes off the bench. Like he's crazy. Like he's literally one of the reasons why the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors weren't that good last year. One of the biggest changes is Jordan Poole's emergence this year because they didn't even change the roster that much yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was gonna say Jordan Poole also. I think that just just having him on the court when Curry's gone, it just feels like damn near the same thing as Curry on the court. Just with that extra slashing ability, because he can obviously pull from thirty. He's proven that before. He's, he's pulling from thirty with confidence, and he has that extra slashing ability too. So he can really cut up defenses, spread them out, and just just attack the rim. Because I've seen him really try to poke Bron. Like who's really doing that in their second year in the league? Like no one's doing that. So I just have. You try to poke Bron. You try to poke Bron. Yes, bro. Try to poke Bron. He missed. He got fouled. But um, yeah, I just feel like I feel like Jordan Poole's emergence is really like the number one thing. Uh, if he is eligible, you have to give it to Jordan Poole, honestly, because as soon as Clay comes back, they're starting him. But um, if he has enough games played where he's not starting, I think Jordan Poole deserves it. But if not, I want us to give Jordan Poole to Max. You know what? I want Atlanta Hawks to give Jordan Poole to Max. If you're if you're gonna trade Cam Reddish, give Jordan Poole to Max. Give Jordan I Poole to Jordan Max. Forty mil? Huh? Forty mil? To get him to get him in Atlanta. At the two, nah. 40 but we get John Collins one twenty five, bro. Like, I'm not saying give him the max, literally, but give him give him something that's gonna make him leave Golden State. Nizar, yeah, <clears> not <throat> max. You know, no, you know, I was a little gas with that. I think he will become a max player, though. Don't tweak. He will become that. Yeah. So I'm what you want to give him? Like a four year eighty. Four year hundred, if we have to. 
25 a year. That's not that bad. Yeah, so that's valid. I can well, agree with right. that. I can agree with that. 25 Collins, a year. Five, he's way better than Collins. Uh, yeah, I think that dynamic with Trey, if, if he does go there, I think that dynamic with Trey and him would be just crazy because I feel like Trey wouldn't even have to do as much. Just He'd probably average fuck around 35 if he had Jordan Poole on his team. I'm not going to lie. Make sure. Shit, I want him to average a clean 28-27, bro. Like mm-hmm. a fish in 28-27, six, six assists, seven assists. Okay. Ball less in his hands. But if Jordan Poole doesn't have enough eligible games or has too many eligible games, um, I say Tyler Hero has to be a six-man of the year. I had to give it to him. Uh, he's averaging like 23 right now or some crazy number. Um, I think that that um, sophomore slump that most a lot of sophomores actually had, that sophomore slump, uh, I feel like that really motivated him this, this summer to really get better, you know. He wasn't playing too well. Uh, people were trying to like talk about bubble runs and all that, how he wasn't motivated. I think he just came back like, oh, yeah, I'm that dude. People forgot about that shit. Because I remember even watching him in high school, Tyler Hero in high school when he was on, uh, I think it was Whitnall. He used to be on like, yeah. he used to be on, like, I think it was Balls mm-hmm. Left and all that. Crazy dog, like he has that dog mentality. You can see that shit. Even even when he was on the um in the bubble, you could tell like Jimmy Butler really brought that dog even more out of him in the NBA. So like I feel like G, like yeah, I feel like uh, oh, Tyler Hero, Montrez Harrell, bro, six man. Oh bugging. yeah, he's going crazy too. Oh, we're bugging. We look you bugging. We're yeah. bugging. Montrez Harrell's that dude. Yeah, for sure. He's going crazy just like he used to, bro. Mm-hmm. Like and Washington's winning this year way more with him. And those guys than they did with Westbrook. Not saying it's just because of him, but he's been going to well, he's low key like one of the, the bigger biggest positives, bro. True, he that is facts. Okay. Um what's the next one? Okay, we can go with defensive player of the year. Who y'all defensive player of the year is? Uh Justin, you start. Uh damn. I'm going with Draymond. Draymond. This his his role that he plays for the Warriors and like how much he means for their scheme. And how he can guard players like AD and bigs like that and limit them. I think it'll, it'll play a huge role in the playoffs. And obviously it plays a big role in the regular season in, in some of their games. So, yeah. Okay. I also had Draymond Green also. Um, I think that just him being on the court as another coach just brings out like brings out the most in every other player. Because it was early in the season – I think Jordan Poole had messed up like a defensive possession or something like that. And just him being on that that leadership role, you know, he's a big leader. And he was starting to yell at Poole, like, Tom, yeah, bro, you're supposed to know what you're doing. You're supposed to be doing this, yada, yada, yada. Like, I feel like that part really just, like, just goes to show how much of a leader he actually is. And that shit actually matters when you're on defense, too. It's not just, oh, who can slide their feet the best, who can um who, who has the longest arms. It's not all about that. And I think he just proves that. Like, that's a, that's a shown fact, you know? Draymond Green is just, like, I feel like his ability to just be everywhere on the court, but be in one spot at one time is actually like a crazy thing that people don't look at. Because just with his voice, he can tell people where they need to be at, and that's like two defenders there. You know what I'm saying? So I just yeah. feel like Draymond Green is just like, he's just a different level than other people defensively. I think he's, he, honestly, I, I even went to as far as saying he's, a, he's the best defender in the league, better defender than AD and, and Giannis. I had to do it. I really do think he is. Okay, I can't say that. I no, say I, that. no, I truly, I truly believe he's a better defender than Giannis and, and AD. Yeah, yeah, I can't agree with you there. Oh, you know, dude, them, them, that play Giannis did in the finals. Yeah, like, bro, stop it, bro. Giannis does things that Draymond would not dream of, just cause, just our physical ability, bro. Like, there's things Bron does Draymond can never, like, would never dream of doing our physical ability, like. When Draymond said that OC ass take, bro, being the best defender ever, bro, I damn near threw up, bro. Like you're not even a better defender than than prime Kawhi. 
Nah, like, that, that one I don't agree with. I, I don't agree with that one. The prime cry, I do not agree with that one. And I've said this all summer. I said this all summer. No, just like you even say this. I said this all summer. I was saying this. People would be amping Kawhi Leonard's defense, but we're not gonna get to that point right now. We're not gonna get to that point, okay? Said um, prime Kawhi defense. Okay, who's your sixth? Who's who's your sixth man of the year? Who's your sixth man of the year? Or no, your um defensive player of the year. I mean, yeah, it's Draymond, but he's not better defender than like Giannis and AD when they got it going. Why not? Sorry. Why not? Why not? Bro, they physically can do things he can't do. He can't protect the rim. That's why Braun won the finals in 2016. Bogan went out. They couldn't protect the rim. You know what that means? Lay me all day. Back-to-back 40-piece, bro. Like, come on, bro. There's things Draymond just can't do. He's 6'7". He can't protect the rim. These dudes are literally 7 foot, swole as hell. 7'6", seven, 7'3", seven, 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 wingspans. Like, come on, bro. But like I, I was, say, like I was saying good. before, though. Team defender, leader, cool, you got that. But it's like he can't guard. He can't man. He wouldn't man KG and Tim Duncan and Dirk. They would all give him 50-45. Like, he, be, he got a wild. He, he's an amazing team defender. You're great at what you do. You're amazing at what you do. He's one of the best defenders, team defenders, ever. Nah, like, the, but there's a the, lot of dudes. The reason why I be saying the things I say, though, is not because, like, oh, I think one-on-one defense is the most important thing, which is not. I feel like it's one of the most overrated aspects of basketball. I truly do. But the reason why I say, like, I think that, Kate, like, what's his name? Draymond Green has that much of a right to say he's the best defender in the league if he really wants to, and because of like how much he brings to the table. Like, it's not like you're just gonna come out there only sit one person, you know, lock somebody down. Like, that's not happening. A lot of players can do that. You know what I'm saying? Jalen Brown could do that, right? But you don't look at them as a top five defender in the league. You don't ever do that. So what I say about Draymond Green though is the fact of how much he can make his teammates around him better defenders too. That's what I'd be saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I, I hear you, bro. But he just has limitations, bro. Like, I don't think you understand him, bro. No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Like he's not seven foot. He's not two fifty. He's not. Isn't that forty inch vertical? Yeah, I understand that. Like these are some things he. Like the things Draymond does. Giannis does the same things, except he's just like, bro. Watch, bro. He made the Bucks an all time great defense. Like, come on, bro. Like Draymond's amazing, but he's not even the best man defender on his team. And you say man defense is overrated. Yeah, that's cute until Bron and KD going for an easy ass forty on you, like. I'm not saying it's not important. Like, I'm just saying it's an overrated aspect because no one. Bro. That's how the Nuggets beat the Clippers in a bubble, bro. The Jeremy Grant played amazing man defense. You know what I'm saying? Like, but no, the thing I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying it's overrated aspect because, bro, you're not gonna, you're not seeing anybody in the league today like that man on man shit. You're not doing that. Obviously, you're gonna have key possessions. Yeah. No, I'm saying like obviously you're gonna have key possessions where you need to, where you need to get a stop. Even obviously. even Drew's a better man to man defender than bro. Okay. Anyways, um. Okay, anyways, go ahead. Can I finish my point, though? Can I finish my point? Go ahead, but you say you act like I got cash. No, no, I'm just, I was saying some shit, and you just cut me out tight. So that's why I said, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah, what did I even say? I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> I hear you saying about, I mean, bro, I heard you saying, about Draymond's the best defender in the league right now. I mean, he's the defensive player of the year, but I don't think he's the best defender. Like, I'm taking Giannis over him, bro. I feel Giannis like, you know what I feel like? I feel like it depends on what you value more, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what it is. But I guess I know what you're saying. Like he had the he doesn't have the physical capabilities as as Giannis or AD or even like a. Thinking the rims of porn, bro. We need that. Man. I know for sure. Yeah, I understand that. I understand porn, that, bro. Against Brian KDs, these dudes love going to the basket. Mm-hmm. If you cannot guard that basket, they're gonna eat. They're gonna feast on you. That's why Brian used to have a good way with Golden State, but they had to grab KD. If they didn't grab KD, bro, Brian would. You run through them boys. Run through them it was boys. It's gonna be scary, real. bro. Gemma. Oh, Draymond's so good defensively, but why is he never, like, Bron be right there going crazy, bro. Why don't you ever, like, step up 
go handle that or go get a key play, key steal, key block on bro. Like, <laughs> nah, let me, let me ask you this. Anytime Draymond has played, let's say, against KD, Braun, Kawhi, have, have they ever not went off? They went off and he has never switched on them. Exactly. Why is he guarding? He's the best defender, right? Why is, why is he the dog on him? He's not sitting the fives. He's not trying to beat them, so... I feel like it comes down to scheme and all that, too. I mean, sometimes you might, you might not... It ain't working because they still going crazy. Because those are the best, the best, best players in the league, though. Ever. Damn near. Maybe. You said what? One of them best ever. Draymond, one of the best team defenders ever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The leader. All right. He... Let's uh let's switch topics. We're gonna talk about this shit all day, all the time. All right. What other no, work we, we had coach of the year, right? Or sick no, we had rookie of the year, rookie of the year, yep. Um rookie of the year. Um for me, I was probably gonna say either Franz or Evan Mobley. Uh I just feel like I don't know if they go off wins or anything like that. If they're not going off wins and uh overall impact, I probably had to say Franz Wagner. He's been going crazy. I think he had like thirty six the other night. Um I just been seeing flashes of a real bucket getter. Like he's not He's actually like super, super crazy. You know, what I'm, I'm just seeing that like, damn, he's really like that. I wasn't expecting him to be like that coming out of college with Michigan and all. I wasn't expecting that, but he really changed no my one mind. Was, bro. He's a what? No one was. No one was. Honestly, no one was thinking about yeah. that shit. Cause like, you know how they highlighted the Orlando Magic uh, draft pick as being um, J- J- Jalen Suggs and all that. Uh-huh. I'm thinking Jalen Suggs is the best rookie. Like, oh yeah, he's really gonna be like the best player on his team at this point and all that. Then Franz comes up the gate, really, really working niggas out like bad. Like it's not even like it's not even like, it's not even like even funny how developed this game is as a rookie already. Like I'm just look at this shit. I'm just like, yeah, it's actually crazy. And I had Evan Mobley too. I'm I actually am a fan. I, I'm a fan of Evan Mobley since he was at USC. I think he was really he really like he really surprised me this year. Also, I just feel like um, his impact for the. I actually made a post about this the other day. Um, his impact for the Cavaliers. You said what? I seen it. It was a good post, bro. Really good post. Mm. Uh, Evan Mobley's impact for the for the Cavaliers as a playmaker, as a rebounder, as a defender, all that. I just feel like I feel like it's it's just so overlooked right now. I like people have to really pay attention to this, watch the games, and really look at what he does for the whole team. I just it's just either between him and and um, Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley and um, Franz Wagner. I I say um, Evan Mobley. I think his impact for the Cavs has been really good defensively, offensively. He's playing his role good and. At the beginning of the season, I wanted it to be Jalen Green because I really like Jalen Green's game. I've I seen his, like I I followed him since like I don't know when, and I just like how his game is. He's an electric player, but I, I'll give it to Evan Mobley. What about you, Malik? Yeah, bro. I mean, gotta give to Mobley. They're winning, but if they fall off, you know, contention, it's a real race. And I don't know. It's getting spicy, man. Because even Jalen Green's about to average sixteen right now. Kagan, you 15, 5, and 6. Wagner's trying to be Hayward already. Already. Soon. They're like, he's not waiting. I'm not waiting. He's literally coming to the league not waiting. I need I need my bucket now. You feel me? Like, Scotty Barnes is OG. The freak. I look, bro. The t was game, bro. I was just at the t was game. Josh Giddy's crazy. He's crazy, bro, He's bro. a real capital. What they said Cade was, playmaking-wise, is actually what Josh Giddy is. Yeah. He's a way better playmaker than Cade. He's not mm. even close, bro. This nigga's different. Like, I'm seeing him, every time he claps for the ball, the ball gets, you know, in 2K, remember you used to call for the ball? Mm-hmm. We got the four general badge, and you got the ball back right away. <laughs> you made something happen with it. Like, he literally does that, bro. Like, all the, even Shivey, yeah, swing that to Josh Giddy. Bro, he almost had a casual triple-double, bro. Like, if he had good teammates, 
he would have another another triple double against us. He had the youngest triple double ever against Luca. Yeah. Step back. Uh-uh, Middies dribble moves, bro. I'm telling you, bro. I think I, I think Josh Giddy actually might he might highlight his uh, his draft class actually in a couple years. But the only the only negative about him, honestly, is is his offensive game. Like he can obviously facilitate, but I need to take I need to see him take that next step in the scoring level. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't leave you can't leave Shay to score every bucket for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to at least I'm help. You. you said what? <clears throat> nah, I can't even lie. Damn, that was what they said about him coming out too, ain't it? They said that about him also. Coming out, he has to learn how to score more. But bro, bro, he he has it, bro. He can score, bro. He's not like a Ben, bro. Like. He has the dribble moves for score, bro. Like, he'll occasionally take someone off the dribble, bro, and dink, dink, and play around with them. Mm-hmm. Like, he not no, bro. This He's tough, bro. He can hoop, bro. He'll occasionally hit a three, two. He'll hit a couple threes. He's like a streaky shooter. Like, he's a streaky shooter. Like, you know, we don't know shooters. Like, they'll either hit three threes or either hit zero threes. Yeah, no no in between, bro. No in between. Yeah, yeah, bro. Ah, oh, bro. Like, bro, I love his game, bro. I really love his game. Like, bro. So tough, bro. So crazy. I love it. Okay, so we're gonna um, we're gonna highlight our, our top five rookies this year in order. Um, does it like just 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 name them in order? What you what you rank them as? Okay, so for me it goes. For right now it goes um France, Mobley, I got K. I got K. No, actually, yeah, I got K three, Scotty Barnes four, and then I got Josh Giddy at five for me. I feel like I just feel like the um, I would have had I probably would have had Kate higher. <coughs> If he didn't get injured in the beginning of the season and started off bad, I would have had him higher, but I, I just can't I, I can't put him over somebody like Mobley or anything like that. So Jeez. I I got Mobley. Uh what's his name? Franz? Franz, Franz. Franz, Franz. Um Jeez, I like this dude better. Uh I'll say Jalen Green. I like Giddy. I like Giddy. I'm gonna put Giddy. Uh, do I want Scotty or Kate? I'll put Kate because I respect how polished she is. Man, I might go lie to you. That's damn near crazy, bro. I might go cap, bro. I can, you, you put Jalen top three though. Like, is he playing? You no, know, truthfully, like, no. I know he's a favorite player and all that, but out of the group, but is he playing better than Josh Giddy? Like, honestly, who Jalen Green? Jalen Green is he playing better than Josh Giddy? Hell no. Wait, wait. I didn't say he's playing better. I said I like him. Better. No, no, no. I'm, so why do you have him higher in your Rookie of the Year rankings then? Who? Which one? Jalen. Higher than Giddy, right? Yeah, yeah. Higher than Giddy. That's what you have. what? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Like, why do you have him higher than Giddy if you know he's not playing better than them? I said I like him better. I don't think he's better. <laughs> so okay. So what's your top top five rookies? What are you basing it off? Of? Is it basing it off of what I like, or is it basing it off of like just pure game? We're saying, like, in the Rookie of the Year race right now, what's your top oh, five? Oh, okay, yet? okay. Well, then I would make Jalen Green five. Okay. And then I would put Giddy at three. And then I would put uh, Kate at four. Kate at four, okay. Mm-hmm. What about you, Malik? Green blood out. I'm not going to cap. Green look, he's been selling to me. He has. I don't know, bro. He didn't, he didn't score 14 for me one day to win this parlay, bro. Just pull up no sense. I think, yeah. <laughs> Wait, actually, actually, bro, I like Scotty Barnes better. I'm a, I'm move, I would move Jalen Green to six and move Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes to the, to the six. Okay. Oh, Scotty Barnes to the five. Okay. Yo. All right. 
Uh, Malik, what's your top? What's your uh, five in the rookie race right now? Yeah, um, you know, I got, I got France, Mobley, France one, Mobley two, uh, Scotty three. He, I mean, he's been doing it the whole year. Giddy four, K five. K five, okay. Yeah, I got Giddy over K for sure. Yeah, that can go either way, up, honestly. Get crazy. He's a what? Gonna get crazy. He's gonna keep turning up, brother. Bro, Josh Giddy is one of the best passers in the league, bro. Nah, for I'm sure. I'm just telling you everything now. I just say things early, bro. He's one of the best passers in the league, too. Okay. He OKC, he'd be averaging eight and nine assists, bro. All right, we're on the last one for this topic. Okay, um, who are you guys' coach of the year? I mean, they're going to give it to Fred Hoiberg, bro. Chicago Bulls, if they win number one seed, bro. Mm-hmm. You know the NBA. First seed of a team that you didn't see. I mean, you know. But I feel like you got to give it to Monty Williams. Mm. You know, he did it twice in a row. We actually revived the franchise, bro. He should have got it last year. Did it twice in a row. Number one seed. Coming back with everyone healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, with people saying all the stuff they said, they have the number one seed again. It's kind of tough, bro. That's tough. That is very tough. You got to give it to Monty. I've been giving it to Monty. You know? Yeah, That's I give it to Monty, too. Monty been going crazy. No, Think about it. We didn't expect the Suns to go all the way. No one expected that. I don't care what nobody said. Maybe we thought they was going to have a good record since Chris Paul came there and everything, but no one thought they was going to go to the championship. But, um, and they're still, what are they now, like second in the West? Second in the West, yeah. Yeah, so you got to give credit where credit is due. I know the Bulls, the Coach will probably win it because of all their improvements and stuff. I don't mind that either. Yeah, honestly, it's really, for me, I don't think Steve. I don't think you can give it to Steve Kerr this year. I really don't think you can. Um, I just feel like there's just the like the position that the Suns were in this year. I feel like that just like that just shows like oh, um, that it wasn't a fluke. That it wasn't just like random luck or anything like that. People were just people were just crediting the whole year last year to that, and that's just not that's just not fair at all. You know what I'm saying? Last year he should have got it over Tom Thibodeau. I like I like the Knicks last year, but. There was just no reason for him not to get it, especially from where they came from, you know, from from going from one of the worst teams in the league to an 8-0 bubble run and then straight to, like, a damn near number one seed, number one, number two seed last year. Like, who else Aren't is – lucky? That, that's very crazy, right? And then he loses to, to Tom Thibodeau. Like, I don't know about that one. I feel like he got robbed out of that. And the reason why I say Monty Williams, too, is the type of game plans he puts up. Because I remember there was this time that um, Stephen Curry was on, like, a, like a four-game 30-point – Forty a four thirty point game like winning like a winning streak and all that crazy, shit too right. Bro. Bridges is crazy. Defensive player of the year. Yeah. Wow. Oh, we forgot about Bridges, him. huh? Yeah, we did forget about Bridges. Hold him. Sold him. We hold him. Did we not hold just hold Bridges? No, no, no. But it has to go to it has to go to your mind. I think it does. I'm just saying we could have talked about him though. Like we, we act like he not like we should. I'm saying we could have talked about him. <laughs> we should have. We should have. I, like, I but, like people like Bridges, bro. I love that. My gosh, I love his game. But yeah, keep going, blood. But like. Uh, <laughs> But the uh, defensive game plans he puts up, like how he neutralized Curry, especially in that in that first game they played against each other, when he went like three, he made like three shots the whole game, and Curry was on a high streak too. I just feel like that type of stuff goes unnoticed by the media, by the NBA media, and all that. Like they had a bunch of they had a bunch of different coverages where they're oh bumping Curry off the line, roughing him up off of like off of screens and all that, and it really took him off his game. And like it's really hard nowadays to get the great of the greats off their game. Like, you never see really games where KD's off, and that's because of the defense. You know what I'm saying? You hardly see games where LeBron James is off because of the defense. And the way he managed to be able to do that in a coaching role, I just feel like that's very underappreciated and all that. So I think Monty Williams has to be coach of the year. Yeah. At least so far for me. 
but he's getting the best out of these young players. Yeah, um, thanks. Sidebar, how do you feel about DeAndre Ayton? Should they pay him or no? Ah, oh, man. I, I think they kind of tweet giving, um, giving Chris Paul that much. Like, how many more leagues, How many more years does he have in the league? You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, he's going to be great. He's going to be great. But, like, you can't pay him that much. And then as soon as he leaves, who's your backup guard? You know what I'm saying? You lose eight, and they yeah. say you lose eight in this year. Say you lose him. Now what happens to the defense? You can't start Javon McGee for 72 games, 82 games. You're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? They damn near can. They can, they yeah. Do. But DeAndre Ayton also brings that offensive offensive game, too. You know what I'm saying? So you, just Monte Williams coaching, bro. They're so cold that you can. I'm, what are you gonna get out of, out of Javale McGee lightly? What are you What are you confident you're gonna, gonna get? A pick and roll big man that's gonna protect the rim even better than Ayton does. You're getting the same thing. Like Ayton well, doesn't even get to show worry. himself in this offense. You know, this offense so predicated on Chris Paul making plays and Devin Booker hitting shots that we really don't get to see Ayton's one on one game. You know, scoring touch, shooting touch, finesse move on a block. We don't see none of that. Right now, he looks like a regular-ass pick-and-pop, pick-and-roll, lob threat, protect, protect the rim big. And you can get that from a lot of people. Wait, think about it, though. So, so why pay him? Like, why would I pay that at max? Why pay him 15 to 10 at max? You can get that from Valentunas. You can get that from Steve Adams. Like, you can name a lot of guys. Switch everywhere everywhere uh, JaVale McGee went, he went to the, <clears throat> he went to the, um, the Lakers. They won a championship, and he played his role perfect. Warriors played his role perfect. All, like, anybody could do that that's like a JaVale McGee. Like, you know, Clint Capella, they could come in for, he could come in that role and do good. But um, I wouldn't pay Aiden that money. You wouldn't? You would? I wouldn't. Well, you lucky. You would? Uh, if I'm the Suns, no. I, I wouldn't do it if I'm the Suns. But I feel like if they were going to, they should have signed him right away, right after the, um, right after mm-hmm. right after his his, uh, his deal ended. They should have signed him right away, um, because a lot of the time it's a lot of time with bigs though. You're just you're just look, looking looking at potential more than just skill straight away. Um, DeAndre is already big as shit. He's seven. He's a seven footer, big as shit with balance, athletic, like damn near once like once in a lifetime, <laughs> once in a lifetime um, athlete at the center position and all that. So I just feel like. If they were going to pay him, they should have paid him right away instead of Chris Paul. But since they go this route, I feel like DeAndre Ayton's best choice is to leave. I don't want to see him leave. I like that little pairing with him and Devin Booker. But um, ah, the place that he should hey, go. Trade, trade him for Clint Capella and Cam Reddish. He's a what? Trade him. Okay, not Cam Reddish. Trade him for Clint Capella and John Collins or something. We'll love bro. Bring DeAndre Hunter to Atlanta. We'll love him. You love bro. him? <laughs> We love talking about Atlanta, but okay. Hey, let's get to our next topic. Let's get to our next topic, okay? All right. Uh, what are some sleeper teams in the East and the West that you guys think? We start. Let's start off with the East, actually. Come on. All right, we got NBA sleeper teams. What teams do you guys think have a chance at beating anybody in the league in the playoffs or even in the regular season? Who do you guys think? Uh, we'll start with Malik first. I'm saying the East, a sleeper team. Hmm. I mean, my Miami's not really a sleeper team. It was in the finals two years ago, so I can't say them. You know, I'm gonna love to say Atlanta. I feel like we go on a run. We can meet somebody, knock them out. But we're not really a sleeper team. We're, they said we're supposed to be good this year. So I guess I say Charlotte. Charlotte. I feel like Charlotte, if they can, because they got four 24 per game scores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Melo, Terry Rozier, Hayward, and um, due to be wrapping bridges. And I'm not saying they all average a dub. 
but they all can average a dub. You know what I'm saying? Like 17s, 18s, 19s a dub. Mm-hmm. And they all can go for 30. Literally any night. Any night, any night possibly. Two of them can do it. Two of them can do it. Bro, they have five guys that can get 30. Even Kubrick gets, Kubrick gets 30 sometimes, bro. So they could definitely be a sleeper team. Like they can knock off, they could, they could like ruin the Bulls' miracle season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like Actually, the, the crazy thing is, Uber had eight threes in the fourth quarter, like yesterday night. I'm pretty sure last night he had eight threes in yeah, the fourth quarter. So that, that's actually a valid take for real. Uh, the thing I like about yeah. Charlotte though is like they're so dynamic on like every level of the court. Like you'd be surprised, Gordon Hayward still has that shit on him. Like everybody was saying he was washed two years ago for averaging 70 points a game in Boston. Like that never made sense to me, but like I feel like the Charlotte Hornets really got to steal in Gordon Hayward for real. So. Yeah, Terry Rozier, I'm high on Terry Rozier also. It's personally, I think he might be a top 10 shooting guard when he's at his best. But, um, yeah. yeah. This is, who's disagreeing with you? You said what? Who's going to disagree with you? Yeah, that? for real, for sure. I don't, see any, I don't see any reason why they should disagree with me, honestly. The Terry Rozier is on go mode, bro. He be on go. <laughs> he be on go. You see Terry get 30, 40, and dunk a superstar. No, I mean, get a triple-double. Like, and he used to get triple-doubles in Boston back when Kyrie didn't play. So, yeah, Terry's one of them. What about you, Justin? Who's your sleeper pick in the East? <clears throat> I'd say the Cavs. Yep, Cavs for me too. I'm not gonna lie. What's your reasoning for that? Uh, they just been going crazy. They got they had a lot of pro- improvements. They have a lot of like young talent. It, I'm just sad that um, Colin Sexton got injured and Ricky Rubio because they was both going crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, Mobley, Mobley, however you say his name, been going oh, crazy. Oh, he looked pretty good. Um. Lucky love, Kevin Love's to show some flashes of his old times. Well, he, he's um, about to be six men of the year. Yeah, he's been eating. Um, what's his name? Uh, if they make a top five seed and he's averaging 15 and seven, he damn near gets 56 minutes. Next topic. Also, next topic, okay? Um, let's go with um, sleeper teams in the West, actually. Mm. All right, Ben, who first? Go ahead. I'll go first. All right, ben, um, I don't matter. She put me on the spot. You said what? It don't matter. You can, you can go first if you want to. Uh, Memphis. Memphis. Memphis could be a sleeper team. Um, uh, Dallas. A big, no, I'm not really believing in Dallas like super yet. But they can be like every team. In, and the thing is, every team in the West, you know, kind of somebody that's that's kind of wrong. But I, I guess, I yeah, I, you can say Dallas. I mean, not Dallas. I mean, I mean, Memphis. Memphis, Memphis. Dallas, Mavericks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. sure. Go ahead, go ahead. My sleeper pick from Jaron Jackson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, my my sleeper pick for the West has to be um it has to be Memphis also. I just feel like John Morant makes that leap, and like I just feel like no one can stop him in the West. Like I don't, I'm not confident in any guard in the league in the West at least that can actually like really stop him. Um, he just brings that Allen Iverson type of dynamic, with, like the length, the, the athleticism. The jump shot that's coming in, you know what I'm saying? Like, like no one can really stop him. And I, I just like the pairing between him, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, um, Stephen Adams, having a veteran, like a veteran guy like Kyle Anderson on the court too. It is, and Jaron Jackson also, who's who's actually a really good defender also. Who you never know what you're gonna get from him, but he also can shoot that shit too. I just feel like the Memphis Grizzlies have every piece to be a great, make a great playoff run. Like, if there was one team that could beat the Warriors or the Suns in the playoffs, I think it has to be the Grizzlies. Like, 
that's one team people should be really scared of and not actually play, you know? Because they have Dylan Brooks running people around, chasing around screens and all that. They have um, the scorers and Desmond Bain and, J- and John Morant. They have the defensive presence and Jalen, J- uh, Jaron Jackson and Steven Adams. I just feel like that's one team no one wants to see in the playoffs, honestly. <clears throat> I say, yeah, I agree with you guys. I say the Grizzlies, but I also say the Nuggets. I think once they get Jamal Murray back, they can make something, something happen. And um, I'm just I'm just I'm not on Jokic and all of them. I think Jokic could really do something in the playoffs. He could knock somebody off depending on the matchup. Mm-hmm. I lied, bro. My sleeper team is not the Grizzlies. My sleeper team is the Clippers. If they get healthy, they're winning. They're going to the finals. Oh, side note about the Clippers. They just said Ka- Kawhi's uh, on pace to come back this season. What you know what time or no? No, nah, they didn't give a timetable, but I just I just seen a notification pop up. That's scary. Is PG coming back too? I heard he's injured. You're injured something. I don't know if he's what's his, what's his yeah. Status I, think, on I think next I think month. If, I think if Kawhi comes back when he's injury rejuvenated, I don't think he's done winning rings. Go you think he's gonna win the Clippers this year? Calm down. I don't know this year. Okay, not this but. year. He won't get one more, bro. He won't go on another Wait, run, bro. Like, he won you think they should bring him back this early? Or should he just, like, rest and come back Nah, crazy? bro, you got to try to go get it. But you know how he he been having knee problems and he tore his ACL, didn't he? Tore his ACL, yeah, yeah. he surgery you on that. So you you got to let, let him decide, really. Let him decide. No one's going to know better than the player and the doctor. Let them two decide. You know, don't bring him back too early. I want to know... Mm, okay, yeah, what's the next topic, Lucky? All right. Uh, the third topic is going to be um disappointing teams in the league. What are you guys' disappointing teams right now? It's teams that just have not met, been to par what you thought they were going to be this year? All right, I got two. The Celtics and the Lakers. Celtics, the, the duo with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown hasn't really lived up to it, and it's because they haven't really set them up well with a, a good point guard or anything. The scheming isn't all that good. But, I mean, I, I think they should have really done something for them. They got them a good point guard. Dennis Schroeder's okay, but he's not. I feel like he's better at the six-man position or, like, a backup point guard position. But um, Lakers, because, obviously, they got LeBron AD. We know AD is injured and all that, but even when he was there, his shot wasn't there yet. Um, West, the addition of Westbrook was, wasn't smart. I think they should have got Buddy Hill or just, like, they should have went for DeMar DeRozan because look how he's playing. But, yeah, um, yeah, those are my two. My uh, disappointing team in the league, actually, is the New York Knicks. I I was really high on them. Uh, last year, Julius Randle was going crazy. The NBA first team as a power forward. And, like, I was really I'm – really, I'm a real believer in him. I really thought he was going to be good last year, too. But this year, he's just not lived up to the hype for me. Like, tonight, he shot, like, one for, like, really bad percentage. Had, like, I think 19 points or something like that. But um, he hasn't been living up to the hype. I think the additions of uh, Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier would have really helped him out. Because uh, a lot of time last year, he was the main playmaker. And that's why they lost in the playoffs. There wasn't any outside shooting. There wasn't any playmakers to relieve pressure off him. So, I thought them adding Kemba Walker, them adding Evan Fournier to, to match up with also um, uh, Derrick Rose, and uh, Allie Brooks in the backcourt also. I think that would have really relieved a lot of pressure off Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. But even then, R.J. Barrett hasn't really made that leap that I expected him to make. Obviously, yeah. he's, he's, uh, he's going to be – I feel like he's going to be a really good player, but 
He has obvious flaws. What's, what's, what's his ceiling? My bad to cut you off. What's his ceiling? Oh, uh, what's his ceiling? I feel like if he really locks in, he could really become. I feel like he'd become a three and D player occasionally that can play make. You know, I don't know what type of like, what type of mold that it's is probably. though. Because he can, he, I know he can shoot for sure. He can shoot. He can defend. He has the body type to defend. Wait, wait, pause, pause. Are we talking about RJ Barrett? RJ Barrett, yeah, he can, he can shoot. And you say he can shoot. He can shoot. Yeah, bro, that's yeah, his main yeah. issue right now, bro. No, no, I'm saying like in that, like in, in his in his role right now, he should be able to. You know, what I'm saying he could be able to. So, but the, wait, but can he? Yeah, he, he can be able. Every, every damn near every nigga in the league can shoot, bro. I'm saying no. Can he shoot? At one Answer point, this, no. At shoot? one point this year, he was shooting a 35 percent three. No, no, I don't hear that. Can he shoot? Yes, he can. Die, bro. Just because it hasn't lasted a long ass time doesn't mean he doesn't have the ability to do it. There's a lot of things that go into shooting ability. That means that's rhythm, that's consistency, that's every. There's a lot of things that go into it. Having somebody drop out of the lineup like Kevin Kevin Walker can actually affect somebody else's shooting percentage. Also, it's not just one. Look at his free throw percentage. You said what? He's never shot over forty percent on mid ranges. And his free throw percentage. But that all comes with development, though. That's, that's what I'm saying. It comes with development. I'm saying in, in the recent... Not just he, has to, he has to work on his game. Okay, in coming years, that's what I'm talking about. In coming years, he can fill the mold of a 3 and D player who can play make. That's what I'm saying. Bro, stop, stop. What's, I'm what's so you, wrong about saying that? I'm telling you, listen, listen. His best bet, Baby Butler. Baby Butler. A Baby Butler? Try to be Butler, bro. You be Butler. Try to be Butler, literally. That, that's not what I, hard, I, don't, I don't see that from him. I don't. Like Butler did. Duh, did. Try your hardest to be Butler. He can be like the playmaking two guard three that gets 22, seven, and seven, like Butler. I don't know if he's a dog with Butler to be on defensively, but he can be a baby Butler on O. You know, that's what you want from him. You want him to be a 21, seven, and seven guy, you know? Man, I, I don't think that's going to happen. 21, seven, and seven. I don't think that's going to happen. That's why I okay, said. That's, 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 that's like the miracle for Barrett. Like, a great coach can get that from Barrett. A great system can get that from Barrett. You know, like, his best year with the best coach, best system for him will be that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, do you see what I'm saying? But that's that's raw, though. Like, nigga, 22-7-7, and, you know, that's tough. So, yeah, I don't think Barrett's bad either. I feel what you're saying. I just feel like he got to work in his game. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, the, the shooting splits you have is fucking – you can't even finish, bro. Like, you watch this, man. He'll yeah, I know. Play. I know he can't finish for shit. He can't. He can't finish. Both he hands, finish no. Well. Fuck no. You can't create your shot well. And you're not – his best thing he goes for him is he takes it to the layup, like takes it to the cup strong. It's aggressive, you know. It's aggressive, like he's a standard player, but he's not, bro. There's a lot of players better than him. Like they're taking, I'm taking Kelton Johnson over RJ Barrett. Yeah, for sure. I am too. I'm taking, I'm taking yeah, Dejounte Murray over him too. Honestly, someone told me to take Terrence Mann. I, I'm not arguing. You said what? I argue. Someone said they take Terrence Mann over RJ Barrett. I can't argue with them right now. Not right now, at least. I can't. Can I argue with them? You seen Terrence Mann when when things got hot, when things got hard for Clippers, when Kawhi went out, they was looking at young blood like we need that from you. I got you. You feel me now? PG and him chill, chill in the offseason because you know Terrence like that. So yeah, I mean you can argue that. I'm not. You, know what you, I'm you like, most definitely can. You can most definitely argue that for sure. No cap. So yeah, bro. Like I gotta see more from the shooting place, bro. Because if I don't, bro, bro, me, I damn near think Quinn Grimes is nice on that team. You gotta look at dudes like him. He, you see, he, he have thirty this year. I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't peeped. I haven't peeped. Oh, yeah. Look it up. Oh, Quinn Grimes get, get, can go. But I don't know. But the Knicks be seeing guys that can go. With, I don't, like, we won't let them hoop. You know what I'm saying? So, talk I about, think that all I this comes down to coaching, though. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what it is. Because um, like, I don't know why you'd bench a player like Kemba Walker. I, don't, I just don't understand. Obviously, he might not be playing his Hornets type of basketball. 
but like he still brings a lot to the table that a lot of players do not. But like, you cannot be having Allie Brooks at the one. Like what type of shit is that? You know what I'm saying? Like that's not gonna work. He's not a one. But Kemba Walker, yeah, it's, it's fucking nuts, right? I just feel like it just comes down to coaching. Like I don't think Tom Thibodeau is gonna get him over that level, over that hump. Like Derrick Rose is not 2011 MVP Derrick Rose anymore. Like, it's just facts. You know what I'm saying? So like I just feel like he has to do whatever he can and bench Kemba Walker. That's just that's just an easy cop out. Like you see how everybody blame Kemba Walker. Oh, it's his fault. It's his fault. He comes back, drops 30. I think it was damn near 40. I don't know. Then come, the next game he has a triple double. Like it's not his fault. I, I just comes with situations and all that. That's the most important part in basketball. Just situations. But heard you, blah. What, what's next? All right. Um, who are you guys as championship contenders, both East and West? West is Warriors, Utah, Phoenix, Lakers. Nuggets if everyone's healthy. So I got five people. Five people? Is that OC? Narrow down to two. Narrow down to two. One, one each. One each. Warriors. Man, I can't hold the Lakers, bro. I mean, I know the Suns and the Jazz is crazy. I just can't hold Bron, but I, do I got to hold Bron? You might have to. With this roster, you might have to hold him. You you can hold Brian. Warriors and Suns, bro. I got to be a buck. I got Warriors and Suns. But I just don't know. Devin Booker hasn't hit that next level yet, bro. Like, to win a championship, you got to hit some levels. Like, you've seen Giannis hit that next level. Like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to be Brian and KD level now. Let me get 50 to go home, you know? Mm -hmm. Let me hit these free throws, shut Chris Paul's stupid ass up. Let me make these amazing plays. Hit these tough jumpers, you know? He took himself to that next level. Devin Booker still hasn't took himself to that next level, you know? So I really can't, you know, put him above, you know, LeBron. And what if, I'm saying, if, what if AD's healthy, bro? I'm not going off the Lakers I see today. Before niggas try to kill me, come through my throat. I'm not going off the Lakers I see today. I'm going off the Lakers. I think that I could see in March, if niggas is healthy, like, if, what if AD's plan is, F it, I'm going to stop trying to come back every time they say I'm healthy. I'm just going to lock down and make sure I'm 1,000% good before the playoffs. If he does that, he's good. Yeah, man, I don't know. Because, you know, just because... Bro, I hit them tier levels yet, bro. You got to hit them God-tier hoop levels to, you know, get the ring, bro. You got to – he got to become a 30-point-per-game score effortlessly. Bro, his only role on that team is to score. Why are you mm-hmm. having 23? But I need more, you know? So that's what I will say. Yeah, you got to hit that level. I think Donovan could. I just don't think he got enough. I believe in Donovan. Donovan, bro, every time Donovan playing the playoffs, it's 30. Every time it's 30, it's a real 30. It's a hard 30. You're not giving it to me. I'm taking it from you 30. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that nigga Donovan be going crazy. So I feel like if he, I feel like he need more, bro. I'm, Michael Conley's not a starting like you're not beating Steph Curry, John Moran. Michael Conley, yeah. Chris yeah. Paul with Michael Conley, bro. And it's not no disrespect to Mike Conley. It's just you're not beating them with him. You know, like you're not beating Ja with Mike. Sorry, Ja's gonna have a field day. This guy's like what thirty? What thirty five against the old Memphis PG two? Yeah, I mean, he don't have a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So yeah, bro. You know, I feel like yeah, Suns, Lakers. Warriors, Warriors, Lakers. For me, I think it just narrows down to the Suns and the and the, and the Warriors. Honestly, the two like the two damn near some of the best defensive teams I've ever seen. Like the first game they played was damn near one of the best defensive games I've seen from both sides. Almost, um, I just feel like the way they can um, lock down people in the West. I mean, the East, like how they um they neutralized Harden a little bit in the first game they played. Um, I just I just think that the yeah it just narrows down to the Suns and the Warriors. Honestly, like. Uh, in a seven-game series, that's going to actually be a real good game to watch. Like, it's a real good game. That's not as must-see basketball. I just feel like those two teams have everything that it, that, they, that it really needs to really be, like, a, a real championship contender. Obviously, I think I might have to, like, over overdo it and probably say the Warriors will probably take that anyways in a seven-game. They might take that. Um, 
Yeah, I just I don't have too much to say. It's between those two teams. I feel like the East is more competitive than the West this year. Honestly, when we're talking about we're talking about championship contenders on both sides, the East yeah. might be more competitive. Yeah, facts. The East got like, but I think the Heat could win it on some you know on you know don't let the Heat get high for a long time. What about you, Justin? What do you think in the West? <clears throat> I go with the uh, Warriors, Suns. I'm I'm gonna say the Lakers are gonna fix it later on. But they're gonna have to make some trades before the deadline, and I, they, I know they're not gonna get rid of Westbrook, so they, they gonna need to bring in something like a Jeremy Grant or something like that, because mm-hmm. they need more defenses type stuff. But, um, yeah, I say mainly Warrior Suns. Warrior Suns, look out. All right, in the East, um, my sleeper team, or my uh, my contender team, actually, my bad, my uh, my contender in the East. Has to be obviously the Nets. Uh, I think the Nets are the, the biggest the biggest threat to the NBA championship with Ky- with their playing with Kyrie also, and I'd yeah. probably also say the the Bucks. I think that's how I, those are the top two teams in the East. Yeah, it's just like it's just My not part. really like comparable. You know, like like you said, people's uh, next levels to this shit. Like Demar Derozan, I don't know if he's taking me over the top over a Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie, or a Giannis, Chris Milton, Andrew Holiday. I just don't know if he's taking me over the top. You know, like obviously he's averaging damn near. 30 points a game this year, but when it comes down to the to crunch time in the playoffs, all that, I have trust. I have more trust in a in a what's it called in a Bucks offensive scheme or a or a, what's it called or a or Katie Harden and Kyrie all getting off instead of just worrying about always oh, is, is our, what we're gonna get from Lonzo, where we're gonna get from um from Kobe White, where are we getting from these players? Like, cause you know Demar Derozan is gonna go for 20. Zach Levine's yeah. gonna go for 20, even get his 20. Also, it's just like I, I have more confidence in them and the Nets getting off, the Bucks getting off. More than them, honestly. I think I might also have the Heat over the over the Bulls, honestly. This year, I think I might. So yeah, I feel like we all agree on the top two. No, we all agree on the top two. I want to ask you this: How many players can can go into that? Or do you believe can get into that God tier of hooping, like God tier that level? Of, well, what do you consider God tier? What do you consider God tier? Like that tier of like killer, like killer, like. I Killer, think I like think an underrated one, underrated one. Up, make big plays, big shots. Wait, consistently, right? Consistently, right? Yeah, like example, like Donovan Mitchell. Okay, I feel like like you know, LeBron, Katie's already that. Yeah, Steph, you know Kawhi Leonard. Oh, I can't hard, hard and hard. He's he's iffy. He's iffy sometimes, so I can't really say it. I feel I feel like oh. one player that actually can get in that Kyrie. mode. A player that can get in that mode, honestly, without without people actually like don't know hate me like for Luka. saying this. I think that ah man. Luca has two though, not just to add Luca can. Who else you say? Oh damn. I might have to say I've seen it before. That's the might that might be the only reason why I'm saying this is just Jimmy Butler. I feel like Jimmy Butler can really get on that level. If he's really serious, like bubble, it was bubble. It was bubble. It was bubble. No, he was doing that before the bubble. He was doing that before the bubble. Don't Luka, tweet. Hey, I'm not one of them, but but niggas I know. Saying like the bubble's just a fluke, bro. No, like, it was just Davis. Like Butler, <laughs> like the next year they got four holes. Like no, he's that guy when he's in that mode. I promise you. Like he might not be the most flashy player, but he God's will give here. you. He will give you thirty and ten. Last Wait, year was a fluke. Last year was again. a fluke. They had COVID. They had Luka injuries. Got- that all that it's a fluke. I don't care. They got injured. And I don't care. Four holes doesn't matter. Year. Huh? Jimmy, show me this year. So yeah, for sure. I feel. I feel. I'm, I'm willing to bet Brown it too. I'm willing to bet Brad. Is Luca? Is Luca got here? Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah! It's not Trey even a question, here? huh? Hell yeah! Trey's got here. I'm yeah, Trey got here. Yes. Yeah, Trey is. Trey, Trey. 
I'm oh, saying yeah, there's yeah, levels yeah. to this shit, bro. There's levels like Trey Young. He's got to. Like, you I can't stop he, him. I, I see him on the same court where Giannis get 48 and really believe he's the best player on there. I'm taking him got to. No, that series like, healthy. Really he was the best player on the court, damn near. I might go lie. You said what? In that last year in the Eastern Conference Finals, he was the best player yeah. on the court before he got injured. I, I can yeah, actually mention. He was, the, he was the best player on that court. I, I it was really scary, honestly. It was. It was like the whole world was like, wait, what? Like, these, no, we're gonna talk about it later. Yeah, know? we'll talk about it later. We'll okay. about it later. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, let's go to um what do you guys think about Damian Lillard and his situation right now? Um Oh, you ain't serious, bro. Like, bro, we get it, bro. Like it's cool, bro. Like it, it, it's real cool, it's a cool story. Loyal, you want to win the city, but you're not not gonna happen, bro. Davis, bro. What happens every year? Davis, you know, I mean, you know, Damian Lillard. I'm, I'm saying it's Davis, like it's Cook. You hear me? I'm just saying Davis, calling him Davis, but he's Damian Lillard. You feel me? But, you know, just like real life. They do this every year. Lose, bring him back. Damo goes crazy every season. Get him in the playoffs. They get out quick. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, and he, ha- and he has to deal with guys that, like, don't even compliment his strengths. Like, even his best year, he averaged 30 and 8, bro. And they got bounced out in five against the Lakers. Against the Lakers, yeah. That's bad. That year, he was going, bro. He had an AI type year, 30 and 8. Statistically, that is the best year by a point guard in a while. No, like, I, I think I've seen some numbers. He had, like, I think it was better than Curry's MVP year, I think. One of the Curry MVP years. He had a better year listen, that listen. year. Listen, 30 and 8. And he got bounced five. You know, and then, you know, it's a lot of things, like, bro, like, CJ's always injured, you know. It's just like this is not working there, bro. Yeah, Nurk is always bro. injured. Like, not, this is not where, like where would you, where where can he go work out at, bro? I don't think I think Dame has to go like he has to go to like somewhere that he he don't got to be the number one option. I don't think he's number one option in Champions team. I feel like I think with Dame, I feel like he has to be one of those players that release pressure off a of number one option. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know how Anthony Davis released pressure off of um off of uh, LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? You know how Chris I Milton... I think that's scary because they're both number ones. That's, bro, cra- bro. that's crazy like, to say, right? But um, Chris Milton released pressure off of um off of Giannis. You know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. like he would be better in that role where he doesn't have to do as much, you know? Because I, I, obviously we all know he can go for 60s whenever he wants, damn near, right? But that isn't really going to translate to anything if you're just losing and If you're a $100 million player losing in five, you know what I'm saying? I feel like yes, to yeah, go somewhere... Yeah, that's I, he has to go somewhere that. like like Philadelphia. I feel like that would be a really good place for him to go. Like he could obviously go. He's getting older. He's like 30, 30 right now or something like that. He can go there, yeah, you know, take the bag, see the Joel and B, you know, help Joel and B the whole time. And and they already they'll have a solid squad once he gets there. You know, champ, they would be a championship contender if he goes there because they're already beating without Ben Simmons. They're already beating teams like the Nets. They're already beating teams like the Bucks. Like there's no reason why he shouldn't want to trade out of Portland. Like there's no reason. At some point, you have to no, take yeah, accountability bro. and be like, oh. Um, maybe winning is more important than me just trying to be loyal. Because at one point he's gonna be old enough, they're gonna trade him. They're gonna get rid of him. It's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, bro, you see Anthony just go for forty? Yeah. Oh yeah. You went for forty. They're getting rid of him. He's good enough. To, uh, he's not. He's not better than Dame. Everyone, listen to me. He's not better than Dame, but he is a good player. He has shown flashes that you can now trade Dame for a good asset and build, rebuild time. It's cooked. It's not going with Dame. Can't do nothing with him. Right now, you can't, you know, no one wants to come to Portland. It's kind of evident, he's, you know, he's thinking about leaving, bro. He's seeing everybody else get rings, bro. He's seeing, he's just seeing, James, I mean, he's just seeing Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton get a ring. And now Giannis, you know, mm-hmm. like, he's just seen Kawhi get one. He's just seen Kyle, he had Kyle Lowry has one now. 
That's wild. Kyle, Kyle, I would never think Kyle Lowry would have one before him, though. That's crazy. Um, he's seen Chris Paul in the finals, too. So now he's constantly thinking, like, damn, bro, yeah, I can't do it. You know, he's starting to get them thoughts. You feel me? Seeing all these guys, good moments, big stages with, you know, jewelry on their fingers. You know, I feel like he's going to leave, bro. I feel like he should leave. I was his agent, bro. Let's go somewhere we can win. Because they're not serious, bro. You've been here for a while, bro. They could have been got a trade for somebody. They could have put CJ, Nurkic, and a lot of number one picks in for some type of star and try to make some shake and try to intrigue a third star to come too. Traded for one star. You could have put Nurkic, CJ, a couple first, traded for a good. If you couldn't get a second option, get a nice third option, then sign a second option to free agency because you got Damon a good third option. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That could have worked. You feel me? All right, what about you, Justin? What what's your thoughts on it? Um, I say uh, he should get out of there. To be honest, he's he's wasting his time. He's wasting his years. Portland's not doing nothing for him. CJ just keeps getting injured. the The best bet is to go somewhere like Philly, LA, if you want to be OC. Um, go to Bronfer, go say LA. Bro, because you could match him good with Brooklyn. That's the only reason why. The Clippers would be crazy. <laughs> oh, be that crazy. would be nasty though. Him and the Clippers. Would be crazy. Nah, that would be too crazy. But uh, LA would it be too crazy? What you, Davis? Dame? <laughs> Bron? I mean, the only thing that doesn't make it crazy is Bron's thirty seven now. <laughs> That's why I said the Clippers would be more crazy. Don't let him be with PG. Who's better, PG or Dame? PG. PG. Yeah. Give me give me Paul. Paul is better than me, for sure. I've seen Paul literally battle with Braun. Dame against Braun got out of here quick. Paul battled with Miami Braun. As a jit. As a jit. Don't forget, man. Boy. People be holding Braun because a couple bad... Uh, Joe Ingles, do not let Joe Ingles and the Mavericks fool you, bro. Like, don't let that fool you, bro. You know what this what, guy is. Paul George losing to him? No, just like them performances fool people, like make people believe like Paul George is not like that. Like, nah, no, he- I'm telling you right now, it's it's not even people that watch basketball saying that shit about him. They go on Twitter and they just and they have burner accounts and they just talk crazy about NBA players because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's all it is. Like they're talking about, oh, um, Bubble PG is gonna be the same PG he was in the in the playoffs this year. He averaged 27, like good assists, a good amount of assists, good amount of rebounds, played great defense. And the noise was quiet. Like, people that don't watch basketball don't know what Paul George is capable of. That's really what it is. You said what? Uh, he was one of the best players in the playoffs. Are yeah. One of the best players in the playoffs. For sure. He's going crazy. Okay, okay. Let's switch off, it up. Let's yeah. switch it up. Um, What do you guys think the Timberwolves can do to improve? Jeez. I think, well, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm damn near trading cat. Out of, out of everybody, I trade Cat because I feel like his sometimes his stats, the empty stats, because they don't really matter. Because mm. <laughs> he, he could he could drop thirty and they still lose, and it's like he was like that thirty was like a non-factor. It's wow. not like I feel Cat's in the game; he's giving me buckets. It's like oh yeah, we we let him get his, his points, but we was more concerned about Anthony Edwards. I feel like I just feel like that um that empty stats argument I just I don't agree with that really that much honestly. Why I, not? It's just it's just not really a valid because people were saying the same thing about about um 
what's his name, Devin Booker. They're saying the same thing about Devin Booker. Oh, MC stats. Who cares? He's dropping 20, da 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 They're saying the same thing. But, like, as soon as he gets surrounded by good players that fit his game and all, it's just, it was just like no one's saying that anymore. No one's saying empty stats when he loses, you know? But um, I do think trading Cat is a, it would probably wait, be. Wait, wait, let me ask you something before you go first. Up. Sorry for cutting you off. I, if you want to say that, how come um, when AD was with the Pelicans, we felt AD's presence every game. He had he, he had his players. He was in the West. Took them. Cat, Cat had all these players. Cat had Wiggins. He had Butler and all them. Butler took them. Cat didn't take them. Butler took them. Um, he had Levine. Now he has D'Lo and, and Anthony Edwards. Is he going to make it to the playoffs? If you, if you don't make it to the playoffs, then what are you waiting for? How nah, many years he's, just, he's dropping gems. What are you waiting for? What are we waiting for? I love Cat. Cat, Cat you see this? We'd love to have you on the show, bro. My boy, Lucky, love to talk to you, bro. We're not saying you're not one of them ones. You can get a buck, bro. I yeah. think you can be a 27 and 11 guy if you want to be. I believe it. I see it. You know what I'm saying? But it, it seems like he don't want to be, bro. Like he wants to, he wants to be the best shooting three point shooting big. Like that's cool. you want to be the best big in the league, nigga. Talking about three the best shoot, three point shooting big. Like bro, you want to be the best? Are you the best big in the league? Fuck the best three point shooting big ever. Are you the best big in the league, bro? You know what I'm saying? No. Nah, like, the way I seen him play against Anthony Davis earlier this year was how he should be playing every game. That's like that was Carl Anthony Towns right there, bodying people, getting boards. Making his stuff known in the in the paint, but other than that, all this taking threes, shooting shooting all these threes, not being make being a presence in the paint. Um, sometimes there, sometimes not. Anthony Edwards sometimes being more of a leader than you when you're the vet. Yeah, I don't think it's cutting it for them. Um, thing is, thing is with the Wolves, I think that um, trading Calvin Towns probably best for them because people have been talking about oh, trade D'Angelo Russell, trade D'Angelo Russell. I'm like, no, that's you know you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? You have two leaders in the backcourt with Anthony Edwards and Andy Lowe. And I'm really high on D Lowe. I think I think I'm really high on him. And it, why? Why? I just feel like he's never been able to give that give the chance. Like he never had a chance like every other player in the league has. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously he went to the Lakers right away that were rebuilding and all that. And he got traded to the Nets. I seen a video or something like that. There's only like four Nets players on the team that were on the team 2017 or 2018. I'm not sure which year it was. Uh when they went to the playoffs that year. Um, there's only four players on that team that are still in the league today. It was like Karis LeVert, um, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, and there was one more, and the other one was, what's it called? It was DeAndre Russell. So I just goes to show like how good of a player he actually is to take, to lead that team to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? But, um, I feel like DeAndre Russell is just one of those type of players that you have to keep on the team. I just feel like he brings so much with the, uh, with the playmaker and the scoring type of role. And um, Anthony Edwards is a generational talent. I promise you he is. I feel like he really has a case. Oh, guys. Man, we be throwing the G word out. Generational? Generational, yes. Katie and Brown generational, right? Yes. I, would, I wouldn't put him there yet. Second year in the league, they got to give me 30. Trey Young, Luka generational. Second year in the league, they give me 30. I'm the brace a little bit, I feel like. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> what's it called? Um, I just feel like you keep those two, and I feel like the thing that the, Man, the am I, I capping though, Justin? Like, am I lying? I feel like the, I, a, I think it's too early to say generational. He's a nice talent right now, but we still gotta see more of him. He still has more to prove. Um, 
we can't say that yet because that's that's like saying in Mike's first two years was we, what, were we saying he's generational yet? Well, who's two years? Who, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They said he was generational the first two years. How about Kobe? Yeah. Twenty-eight is rookie. Kobe. First two years. They show flashes, but it, uh, that was, he came in at seventeen. He was the first ever to do it, so it was different. But they, they, yeah, he was an all-star, bro. So yeah, he had to be. Okay. But and is he doesn't have the natural feel for the game yet. That's why I say yeah. I think his talent's OD. I think he could be a thirty-point per game scorer. You know, I feel like man, he's such, he can naturally average twenty-five. He's, I think he could years, be. His worst years in the league should be twenty-five. Like, uh, uh, not worst years, but his years that he's not trying to do too much will be twenty-five a game. Like, I think oh, I, that I like I Edwards. I, I just don't think he's like, like a natural. You know, I feel like he's just not a natural yet. You know, like he has to learn that. Like dudes like Melo got a natural crazy feel for the game. I can even name some scores who are quote unquote scores, just scores, but they still have a natural feel. Like Levine and Booker are just scores, but they still have a natural feel for the game. You guys know that, you know. So just because you know, like even though Ant's a score, he doesn't have a natural feel for the game. If you get what I'm saying, because a lot of a lot of people think when when you say natural feel for the game, you're talking about only playmakers, but no, it's like just any basketball player, you know. Like I just don't think Ant has that. Let me know what y'all feel though. I think he'll get there, but he's not there yet. But he, he is an insane talent. I think he could become a generational talent. Um, he just has a lot of stuff to go through before we just say that yet. But anyways, back to the um, Carl Anthony Towns thing, the trade. Uh, I think me and Malik were talking about this earlier. Um, I just think that um, packaging him to the Golden State Warriors, um, you know, I know the, I don't like seeing the Golden State Warriors win like that. I'm not really a... I hate seeing them win, but uh, getting that that future aspect for the Timberwolves, I want to see that in full in full fledged fight. You know, um, I want to see a Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, James Wiseman on the on the Timberwolves. You know, have that young, great young core led by D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards. I just want that type of core in the coming years. You know, I feel like that would be the best thing for us to do because we're obviously right now we're not contenders right now. I don't think Cat's gonna take us over the top. Um, I just feel like I just feel like a person like Wiseman can bring so much to the table, you know, as a defensive presence and all. Um, I feel like um, a Moses Moody is a, is, a, is a key is a key type of player that you need on your team, and he's not playing in Golden State. Like he might as well slide. I'll take him. Like you know, what I'm saying, fuck it. I'll take I'll take Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga is that wing talent the Timberwolves really need. You know, he's long, he's athletic, he can play D. He's he's gonna be able to shoot in the coming years. He's gonna be able to shoot. He's gonna be able to. Um, hopefully create out the dribble and all that. So I just feel like those type of players are like the key type of players that you need on your team to improve. Like, let's let's look at the uh, Toronto Raptors. They're molding themselves to have those type of players on their team, like a Chris Boucher, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, they had one rookie, I forgot his name. Um, I don't know his name. He's a new player. Uh, Scotty Barnes. They have those type, and Pascal Siakam. They have those type of long athletic players that can be dynamic, guard, guard three through four, three. I mean, two through two through four, and all that consistently. I just feel like those type of those type of molds for players are really are really 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 good for for teams that are trying to like come up and do like a young core and all that. So I feel like that type of trade would be really beneficial for the for the for the for the Timberwolves for the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. Malik cut out, so I don't know. I don't know what's good with him, but um. Okay, we can hop to the next topic right now. We can just finish this one off. Um, what are your thoughts on Kyrie Irving's return? She's hey, I think well, hopefully, hopefully for Kyrie and Brooklyn, they somehow can let let him end up playing in home games. 
But hey, that's a great addition for them. They they needed that right now. They need to take more pressure. Uh, I mean, less pressure off of Katie's shoulders. They Kyrie coming back is big for them, even if it's just for away games. Yeah, I think it's it's good to have him back to take uh, less weight off Katie's shoulders. And um, uh, I think they just need to build that chemistry, keep it, keep it going. They look pretty good. They're getting back, even though Lance Stevenson was going crazy. Mm. But and that's another topic. But um, yeah, I think um, with Kyrie Irving's return, um, I'm, I'm not really too worried about him relieving off of Kevin Durant. I just feel like the pressure off of James Harden was what was key, you know. Because right now, you know, he came out of shape in the season and all that. People were, on, were eating him, talking about, oh, he's not the same James Harden, not the same James Harden. And he was off for like two weeks and got back into shape. You know what I'm saying? He got skinnier. He got more. He got that burst back to him and all. I just feel like um, uh, at like, like relieving that pressure off of James Harden as a scorer makes him more of a dangerous player. You know what I'm saying? Because now he doesn't have to go out there and look to score 40, 30-point games. You know, he doesn't have to do that anymore. He could come out, pass the ball 50 times a game, you know, get 15 assists. And still come up with 18 points. And it's not really that big of a deal if he does have 18 points, you know. He's not selling, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like that type of that type of relief off him have Katie and Kyrie as your number one scorers and all. And just have James Harden as a third option. That's probably the best thing for the for the Nets to do and all. Because so, you know what you're going to get from those two. I just want to see James Harden find that consistency, you know. Hey, bro, no cap, bro. You hit it on a nail perfectly. I got nothing else to say. Right. <laughs> You hit it on a nail perfectly. All I got to say is Kyrie is the wizard. He's one of the best players I've ever seen him play in my life, but I'd love to see him back. I hope he can play the whole year. hope they find a solution. hope he finds a solution for me. I hope just somewhere. Yeah. You know, Ky- I, Ky- I feel like Kyrie is the, is, the main, is the main person. And like, it, like the, literally the NBA championship determines on what, what Kyrie is doing. You know, if Kyrie plays bad in the playoffs and they get bounced, now it's up for grabs. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> like... <clears throat> Like last year when they were playing the Bucks last year and all, I'm thinking like, oh, well Kyrie in like there's no doubt these niggas are winning the chip. Like you know what I'm saying? As soon as he goes down, boom. Now now it's up for grabs, you know. In uh, 2015 when they played the Warriors, he was obviously out playing Kyrie, uh, Stephen Curry in that first game. Boom, he goes down. Now it's up for grabs, you know. They lose in five or six, I think. I'm not entirely sure. But in 2017 when they're playing, oh, Kyrie killing, killing Stephen Curry, killing him, bro. And now mm-hmm. that championship was there. It was just, oh yeah, that's that's Kyrie's for sure. Kyrie is one of the most impactful players in the playoffs that you can ever like ever wish for. And now I go as far as even saying that in the playoffs you can fuck around, take him over Stephen Curry. I'm 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 doing that, bro. I'm taking Kyrie over Stephen Curry in the playoffs. Especially, oh yeah, definitely in the playoffs. We mm-hmm. saw what he did. Stephen Curry making those, taking those shots. Like if Stephen Curry's beating with those shots, I'll let it live. Honestly, I really will. You see Steph Curry have 33 and a half, bro, against your boy Harden, bro. So I'm take. So I told him CP3, get the hell out of here. Yeah, for sure. Like, like Curry out, you know. I mean, I'm taking Kyrie too, but I don't just think you can just scream it like that or just say that. <laughs> no, I, I said no. I didn't say like it was obvious. I'm saying I'd fuck around, do it, you know. No, yeah, yeah. I'm under knowing, but I'm saying I could see. It's just I'm saying for me myself. I, I don't know if I could just say Kyrie yet because Kyrie just always hurt, bro, and not reliable, yeah. and you know, like. But when Kyrie's on go, it's OD. Like Curry knows Kyrie's OD. But you know that's a nigga he can't handle. Bro. He can't handle. It's, it's bad, bro. It's really bad. It's real bad. It's bad for a lot of guys, bro. But no, it's not. It's not. It's not worse than when when Lillard sees Steph. When Steph sees Lillard, <laughs> oh man, that's a good night for him, bro. It's bad, bro. Steph be giving Lillard hell, bro. Literally. Why he be on that with him? He be on that. On that. No, I seen a little post. It was like um the greatest accomplishment that um 
I think somebody said in the group status that the greatest accomplishment that uh, Dame Lillard has ever had is being even compared to Stephen Curry. I'm like, damn. And that's so sweet. No, that's disrespectful, but that's from people who don't love basketball. That's what I'm saying, too. I'm like, damn. That's not even a valid thing to say. Steph Curry's not that much better than Dame, bro. Like, niggas got to calm down. See, that's what the little fanboys and niggas who don't watch hoops will say, bro. Like, nigga, Dame's doing the same shit. He just don't got those teammates. Like, Steph Curry has an edge over him, yeah, but let Dame get teammates. Like, who's someone like a Clay? Let's say Dame get, like, a... Who's someone like a Jimmy Butler and, uh... A Kawhi, that'd be like a KD. Like, but you can know, just say put him school. on the Clippers. Yeah, let me put him on the Clippers. Like, let's see what he do too. Like, that 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 type of statement is from someone who don't love basketball, bro. You can't love basketball. Talk about a nigga like Dame like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, no, you exactly don't think that's saying. weird? Nah, that's what I'm saying. I be preaching this shit all the time. Situ- like I said earlier in the show, situations are the number one benefit, are the number one factors on how good a player. It looks to the media, you know what I'm saying? Because no one was saying this shit about uh, Zach Levine last year when he was averaging 27, four, I think five and four on 80 percent from free throw line, 40 percent from three, and 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 30 and high 30s from the from the field goal. Or no, it was high 50s from the field goal or low 50s from the field goal. No one was saying that about him. He's like always oh, empty stats. Like, just to say empty stats, all that. And I was telling people like, bro, situations matter. You know what I'm saying? It's the number one thing because you can have somebody like Cameron Payne out the league. You know, everybody thinks he's a scrub. Comes back into the playoffs, drops thirty and ten in the Western Conference Finals game. Like, like come on, bro! You can't wait, wait. tell me that's a scrub. But pause. I'm still not hearing it on cat though. That's empty stats. I don't think they're empty. They're not empty stats. I don't think they are. What has his stats done? Tell me what his stats done. I feel like that's not just not a fair thing Fine. to say though. It's not fair. What has his stats done? Have they won? Yeah, one bad yeah, playoff series. The only time he's been to the playoffs, the only time he's been to the playoffs, he had a bad playoff series. Um, man, I can't, I can't even, I can't even say it though. Like he's playing against the, like his, I know, Capella made him look like a bitch though. It was bad. I remember watching (laughs) that series. Cat's a good player and all, but he's not on that level yet. Because, but I feel like it's just because he's like, it's his mindset. Mindset, yeah. Like I feel, I feel like he could be that dude. He could be like that dominator, but it's just his mindset. He's not with that. Yeah, I think I just think like he's not as like he's some some got to click. Yeah, I hope it clicks this year. Hope it clicks soon. Okay. On to the final one. This is the last one. This is the last topic. Um, what do you guys think about the Celtics versus Knicks game today, and Madison Square Garden? What do you guys think about that game? Well, Celtics. How much of a lead did they? Twenty-five. Twenty-five point lead. They blew a what lead? They blew a 25-point lead. Oh, my gosh, bro. I don't want to What is that, bro? That got to be a little bit of coaching, a little bit of your best players. That's coaching their best players. Hey, after that game, I mean, that might tell them, damn, should we really break up JB and JT? Yeah, I feel like with, sure. J, with JB and JT, uh, I'd be saying this a lot also, um, like their type of their type of teammates that like they get the same type of shots and all like those like hard contested uh, three pointers mid ranges and all that like I feel like that's not really gonna help your team in the long run you know they're basically like the same player almost like the gap between them isn't as big as everybody makes it seem you know and I, I feel like think there's a gap. You said what? I think it's even. You think it's even? There's no gap between them. Yeah, no gap. Denver is even. Yeah, for sure. So I just think that um, 
it comes down, it boils down to the, like, do they know the game, really? Do they know the game? Because I've seen them a couple, like, versus the Milwaukee Bucks on Christmas, they're trying to be the 2-3 zone with, with isolation. Like, that's not how you play basketball, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, I didn't go to Duke. I don't, I don't know the, all the X's and O's and all that. But, like, there's just certain shit you should know as a basketball player. Like, oh, you got to be this with a pass or a cut, all that. I just don't get it from – I just don't see it from them, you know, consistently at least. And even their teammates say some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the only one saying it. Marcus Smart was talking about it too. Like, oh, we can't beat teams in the NBA with just ISO ball. That's not going to work. And, like, I just – yeah, I just feel like you had to trade one of them. I just feel like you had to trade Jalen Brown, you know, for a for a real OD player like a Ben Simmons or a, or somebody. Like, you got get, Ben. You said what? Yeah, I got Ben. You got Ben, yeah. I got Ben from Dylan. They didn't try to grab a free agent like Bradley Beal. For sure. I feel like Jalen Brown on the on the on the 76ers would be a nasty pairing. Like it'd be so fucking nasty. With Tyrese Maxey and Jalen Brown at the one and the two, that's crazy. Jalen Brown his stock gonna rise. For sure. Especially after dropping 50 points the other night, so. Yeah, bro. Don't let him go to a team that he can be take be a number one dog. Mm-hmm. He gonna show the league how good he is. He gonna show the league how good he really is, bro. Tell y'all, bro, that nigga's different. Facts. He should have won number one in the draft class. That's how different he is. And uh, another, another highlight of that game tonight, um, Evan Fournier dropped a career high. Uh, I think he 41. 41 points, yeah, he dropped 41 points. Wait, hasn't he been doing that versus Celtics this year? Like, hasn't he just been going crazy? Yeah, he's, he's, been eating, he's been eating the Celtics for some reason. I don't know why. He's been on that with him. Um, that's another key point I thought. I, I'm really high on Evan Fournier, too. I like him a lot. I just thought uh, his situation in Orlando wasn't really ideal. Like, probably he liked being there, but it wasn't doing anything for him, you know what I'm saying? And then as soon as he leaves, he goes to a team in the, in the what's it called, in the Celtics, and they don't really use him as well as they could have, you know what I'm saying? It makes him look bad. Same with Kemba Walker. And then as soon as he gets to the, to the Knicks, obviously they're not using him as well as they could be, but that's just like a highlight of what he can do. Because I remember in the summer, he was dropping 40-point games on Team USA. Like, he's really him. He's really like that, you know what I'm saying? He's really like that. So I just feel like Evan Fournier is one of the most underrated players in, our, in the league today, you know? Oh, yeah. Facts, Lucky. People forget, bro. He used to be an 18-point-per-game score at one point, bro. He still damn near average a dub in the league, bro. Damn near, yeah. Now, I know I'm not capping, bro. He used to be really like that. Like, when he used to get his shots in Orlando, when they, was, when they really believed in him, when they, when they offered him a contract, like a baby contract a couple years ago, you know, it was rocking with him. He used to do his thing, bro. So, you're not capping at all. And it wasn't even just, like, wide-open threes. No, he was really getting real buckets, too. It wasn't just, like, catching shoes. No, he was really bagging niggas, bro. Bagging, bagging grown men, bro. I'm telling you, he's bagging them, bro. Oh, he be doing niggas foul. Yeah, if you can, if you can consistently do that, bro. Like now on the on the Knicks, if you can consistently do that and get the ball out of fucking Julius Randle's hands, that's shit that pisses me off the most. Julius Randle be thinking he's a point guard, like bro, chill that shit out. Um, yeah, I feel like if he gets the ball out of his hands and shit, and really starts highlighting the between um that backcourt with Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker, I feel like they can really maximize them if they're really, 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 really were serious, you know. Are you on with Julius Randle, bro? No, I love Julius Randle. I love him a lot. But, like, bro, it's not last year. You don't have to be doing so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, turn phase, go. Like, no no foreign league is really keeping up with you. Turn phase, go. So get 20, try to get 25 a game, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, shoot the occasional three. I want you to shoot, like, four threes a game, you know. But I don't want you dribble, 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 killing possessions, taking a fadeaway in the corner when you have Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, Alec Brooks, all of them to do that shit for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not reasonable. But all right, then, um, let's wrap up the show right now, okay? Uh, what do you guys have to say to wrap it up? Um, uh, not really. 
No, really. Um, thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, it was it was good being on the podcast. Nice being on the first show. Mm-hmm. And sure. Moving forward, anytime you want us, come on. I know Malik will be down too. So say what's up. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. Lucky Lucky out. I want to thank uh, Justin Malik for sliding on the show. You know, uh, I talk hoops with these guys a lot, so like it's not just like some random thing we just decided to do. So, um, I'm probably gonna drop another video next week or another podcast next week. So I'll let you guys know or something like that. If not, follow me on Instagram at Six Man Productions, Twitter Six Man Prod, um, YouTube at subscribe on YouTube. Actually, I just have all the information posted on the on description for the podcast. So, um, thank you for thank you for um, listening to us. And I hope you guys tune in next time. All right, bye. Ciao. Yeah. 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 Booming out in Sopanel like Lou Will. Six men like Lou Will. Two girls and they get along like on, like on Lou Will. I just got the new deal. I am in the Matrix and I just took the blue pill. No whole shit, no fucking whole shit. Say that for your shit. I don't need no fucking body. I run my own shit. I told you, thought I told you, you didn't listen. Fieri, I'm in the kitchen. I'm a magician. I'm on it. I'm like MacGyver. I'm Michael Myers. I kill careers and cut the lights off. The shit is frightening. I knew it would end up like this. I'm fucking psychic. Young, but I'm making millions to work the night shift.